Welcome to the Yuri Was a Front Page Podcast, brought to you by First Nations Fiber. In this episode, we sit down with Mohawk Council Ganawaga Chief Ryan Mentor, and we discuss his adjustment to working on council and some of the files he's worked on since being elected last year. First Nations Wireless is now First Nations Fiber. You've seen our team working through the community to get you connected. From the new development to the OCR, from the 207 to Clay Mountains, FN Fiber makes fiber optic internet easy for everyone. Coming to Gonhawaga soon. Visit radio.fnfiber.com to sign up today. Welcome back to our, uh, the Yurdi Was a Front Page podcast, and we're sitting here uh, with uh, MCK Chief Ryan Mentor. It's his first time coming into the podcast, you know, since he's been elected. He was a guest here before uh, last summer's election, so he's been very busy in his first term in office. So let everybody know uh, some of the things that you've been working on lately. Yeah, I just want to take the time here to appreciate uh, Mr. Greg Horn for inviting me to the podcast. You know, there's so many avenues of uh, communications approaches that we can take, whether it be print media. This is a, a new uh, a new way of doing things. So for my, myself, during my first two quarters in, in office, I, I feel like they, they went back fast, re- really fast. There's so much work that, that I've been involved with just, just because of my portfolios. So I'll, I'll start on public safety. Obviously, we're we're in the middle of, of hopefully moving towards the end of the pandemic, but there is a lot of uh, uh, safety measures that have to be looked at and, and restrictions and measures and, and meetings and decisions that have to be made uh, regarding the safety and security going to August. So that, that keeps me busy, but I want to mention that there's a lot more of other areas within public safety that that people don't don't really um, know about or maybe are just not in tune with with, with what falls under public safety portfolio. So I made it a point for myself to to visit every unit, almost every unit, you know, whether it be animal control or sanitation, clean soil policy, sanitation law. Parole supervision—that's a big one that um, I can I can relate to, and you know, to uh, there's a lot of areas of jurisdiction that we're continually to fight, whether it be because the peacekeepers fall under under the um, under public safety division. So, you know, there's administrative uh, jurisdictional issues where we have to fight off uh, Quebec government and what 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 they want to do, whether it be just uh, I mean, we have a policing agreement, but there's other matters pertaining to ethics committee, police service board, stuff like that, that they're continually trying to find a way in to assert their jurisdiction over us. And it's my job as public safety portfolio chief to never allow that to happen. And the same with uh, for the parole supervision, uh, Correction Service Canada, unfortunately, took back all the community supervision programs on um, anybody that's like a halfway house, we had a, a working agreement with a halfway house in Montreal. There was an unfortunate incident that happened in Quebec and Correction Service Canada pulled all community supervision all across the board, which in turn affected Gunawaga. You know, it's always been our stance and my stance personally that Gunawaga knows what's best for Gunawaga and we are definitely going to be involved with asserting that jurisdiction over the, the reintegration of of our own people. I'm glad to say that we did work out an interim agreement for the time being where we will be involved. We'll be involved in all aspects of it through the uh, Commissioner of Public Safety and uh, the Pro Reintegration Officer. So uh, I'm happy to say that we will still be be involved with that. Okay. You know, uh, public safety is one of, one of the portfolios that you hold. Uh, of course, that's been uh, 
probably for the last two years, the, the portfolio that's been uh, most at the forefront in, in the community with Commissioner of Public Safety Lloyd Phillips and, and the task force and regarding the the, the uh, ongoing pandemic. Uh, but what, what are some of the other files uh, that, that you're working on? So f- for me, the biggest file, which takes up, um, I would say, 70% of my time would, would obviously be the housing file. It, it's so massive and in scale and the amount of clients that that, that are served with, within the community of Gunawaga. When I got on, obviously, we were, we were in the middle of a housing crisis or a shortage, I should say, you know, and for, for myself is uh, the, the same direction when I got on to, to give the the housing unit is to, you know, let's let let's restructure, let's fix this 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 housing crisis that we're in currently. You know, I'm I'm happy to to say that there has been a, a an additional reallocation of resources. Like, there's been more resources allocated in the last little while in, in the housing unit in a long time. Currently, right now, there's a job opening for a generalist at the housing stage, but. Um, our executive director, and we have a new unit housing director. They have um, done a, a great job so far. You know, they they updated the council last October on on the state of the affairs. You know, a, a couple things that were were brought to our attention. You know, I felt the community had a right to know. That's being transparency, and that's when we released the first statement. Barrier situation within the community. You know. It was it was on a massive scale, scale, and it was eye opening. You know, like my whole mission in in leading up to the election campaign, and you'll hear it off all the council chiefs is housing, right? That that was the main word, and for for us to fix it, you know, it, it'll take a, a little bit of time, but uh, we are definitely moving in the right direction, and and we are moving, uh, I would say, faster than, than 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 has been done in the past. This past fall, that came out about. Uh, you know, the, the, the amount of people that have been in arrears, uh, whether it be through uh, rents at the MCK town apartments or, or mortgages or whatever. Is that situation improved? Is Have people started to make arrangements to pay some of the back rents and, and whatever? Yeah, there, there, there's been, a, I could say that there, there's been a, a better communication plan with, with, with the 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 residents or the tenants, uh, for what for what, a, a lack of a better word, for um, all MCK social housing. I think the the main problem behind that was obviously it was the the housing scandal, the lack of trust within the housing unit because of the scandal. But I, I believe that with a, this additional concentration of, of resources and and the political will of the table and myself. That we are definitely pushing them in the right direction, and they are listening. You know, in the next couple of weeks, they, there will be a, a restructuring plan that will be presented to council for the, the amount of arrears. Yes, yes, I could say that. I know um, <clears throat> there's more more people that have been in contact with housing. You know, for uh, in regard to the arrears, I, I don't want to quote the exact numbers, but I, I could safely say that. For us as a Moa Council, we just recently backed a private individual in the community who who wants to build housing for Gunawage. Basically, just a letter of support because um, I know they're they're accessing funds to a, a, Aboriginal business, 
And um, if the private sector wants to get involved, I encourage anybody who, who who wants to get involved in this industry. You know, it's much needed. And with, with, with that, the bottom line is every man, woman, and child deserve a place to call home. You know, that that's what that's what strengthens us as a community and a family. First of all, the, the family unit, you, you need the, the stability of a, of a roof over your head to make all the, the mental wellness being of, of your family first, right? You build that strong family unit and it's the, it starts with that employment, of course, and education. Or, I mean, it, it's, it all it all bows into one, but we can start with a roof over everybody's head. And that, that, that's that been my mission, and, and it won't stop. You touched on the, the housing scandal. You know, there's a lot of people still asking questions where, where it's at. You know, is there going to be arrests or, or, or charges being made? And I know that at this point, a lot is out of the MCK's hands, and, and, and the file's been presented to the prosecutor. And is there any update that you know? Yeah, so I guess in June... June, it, it was reported that uh, the UPAC, Unit Permanent Anti-Corruption de Quebec, had, had finished their forensic audit of the, the housing unit and charges were imminent. That was that was was relayed to the community back in June, I believe, of 2021. So just before I got on council, when I got on council, one of the first questions I asked is, "What's the status of this case?" There was uh, a lot of people didn't notice, but you know, I noticed as a complainant. We have a right to know the status of our case, you know. So we we did make uh, attempts to not politically, obviously, but uh, the person who was in charge of the the case for for Gunawage did reach out to the prosecutor's office again in November, and at that point in the, the investigation. I believe that it was relayed to us that they, they are still continuing re going over files and everything, but. For us, we know, and I know firsthand, if this happens in outside jurisdiction, you know, I've seen people get, get charged with something simple as credit card fraud and face five years in, in prison over something that simple. And I know because I guess they maybe it's going to walk it that, that, that they can say, well, it's only going to walk it, you know, and. Unfortunately, in, in the justice system that we're at, because the peacekeepers have done their job, right? Gunawaga has done their job. It's been handed over. So I've just recently been asked again to make sure that I do my job and ask the people who are the plaintiffs in this case. Uh, I will not say the name for MCK, but I will say that, yes, they will be asked every, every day, every week. I also have um, an update Coming from uh, Minister of Sub, uh, Security Public, that I'm hopefully to organize a meeting soon with uh, Minister of Public Security or at least someone in their office for them to also do this, do the same. You know, like I mean, that's the number one question in the minds of community, and it's the number one question in my mind. As fast as I get an update, an official update, I will answer the community. I think that's one thing that I've been pushing is to be transparent, and community members deserve to know. I think it will it will alleviate the the long-standing questions of when when will justice be served, right? Because what happened to to the community members? It was our most vulnerable community members that this happened to. You know, it's it, it's it's unspeakable, like for our community members to be basically frauded from persons who who were in a trusted place, right? So I I won't let it stop. You know, I will do my job to keep. Uh, asking the questions of the prosecutor's office of when, when, when will we get answers? And the minute I, I get answers, you can pretty much bet the next day at Gunawagi will know.
you know, moving on from from housing, you have a uh, you know a couple portfolios, and uh, you know you said that you've been very busy and you've been you've been really out there in the community. And uh, so, what are some of the other things that 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 you're seeing? Well, one of the most important things, Greg, for me, uh, I, I always like to say we don't really see MCK giving back to the community, right? Um, we see that in all aspects. You know, it might be the perception, but. I'm happy to say that on Labor Day weekend, I was, I'm part of Gunawagi Search and Rescue Team, as is yourself. If you recall the call out that we had, it prompted me to realize the deficiencies that were assessed with, with the safety equipment vehicles in St. Lucie. You know, I was very active in pushing for a full vehicle assessment and saying, uh, it's my job to fight for, for you guys up here to, to be able to do your jobs, you know. And then the, the unfortunate incidents that happened later with the shooting of the, the, the hunter, that prompted another series of, of questions and why. Why, why don't we have the, the necessary equipment to, to handle the situation? And then the fire. So there was three successive events. And, you know, I, I'm always, I always don't like to react to negatives, you know. So when, I, when the missing person went missing in Labor Day week and I start pushing for... From the public safety side, you know, I also did good with Cody Cody Dibel for uh, the lands unit because they are actually in charge of St. Lucie. So, and uh, the technicians that work there, Veronica LeBourne and um, Tara McCumber did an amazing job putting in putting in the, uh, the the vehicle requests and the why we needed them. You know, along with public safety's input, um, we pushed it through, and I'm happy to say the the, the portfolio chiefs on the FAO committee uh, approved the purchase of new new vehicles, you know. So that that that, that was probably my one of the, the first things that I accomplished. I have pictures of it now. They got the Argo. They have a, two brand new skidoos coming, a truck, a trailer. Uh, they have bush packs now. So what, what what's happening is um, they have the necessary equipment to to either all emergency situations will be covered and also for them to traverse the roads at least you know because fire roads got to be cut down and there's overgrown brush you know so there, there, there's great movement on there there's another file that i'm proud to say that i'm actually the lead it's a portfolio it's called the uh, regulatory boards and commissions and labor so I'm, I'm the lead portfolio chief on that too what that encompasses is massive in itself i, I am the, the portfolio chief for abc board now i am the lead on msi but that also encompasses cannabis and tobacco and labor and gaming so it, it never really got off the ground but i've been pushing to get a technician and we are uh, identifying in terms of reference and we're going to get this portfolio off the ground you know like Every individual file has their own portfolio chief, but to bring it all together under one umbrella, it, it's got to be one of the biggest ones in, in the MCK. I could say that I've been meeting with MSI people that, you know, it was identified for the, the carpenters that the, the, the premiums were, were, were way too high, you know. Uh, and that stems from the labor agreement from uh, carpenter rates on the Mercier Bridge, you know, that's industrial commercial. So what what we did is together with Joel Jacobs and Ashley Oak, we did the a tier system. So it would be an industrial commercial for MSI premiums. That will remain the same. I think it's ten percent. And we we instituted a tier two system, which would include residential. 
because obviously, you know, a carpenter on Mercier Bridge makes 44 bucks an hour. You know, that's just incompatible with residential local building construction. So what, what we can do now is pretty much bring it into line with what the going rate is for a local contractor. And then when we went tier one would be the tier three, I mean, would be the private, private people. So basically we worked out the numbers. We you know we had it all financially uh, vested and all that, but it's not official yet. So I don't want to come on, but the premiums will be cut, cut down. And for the first time in the history, we're, we're, we're trying to give them the, the, the carpenters a pension, you know, true case popular. And we're just trying to mend it all together. And, you know, hopefully soon I will, I will have some major news on that. So I just want to say like, to, even for the ideal to lower the premiums, you know, there's a lot of front end work that has to be done with, with our technicians, with, with the people working in the units. So I, I spent a lot of time on there meeting with the local contractors, right? Because of course they always think of as insurance as 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 a tax, basically, right? And you know, for for me to to try and convince them, you know, like um, of course they're worried about work, so that ties into housing, right? So I'm I'm really hoping that we can all, all make all work together, both the units, and come up with. Um, uh, biggest construction boom in Gunawaga. That That's my hope. And, you know, if I'm a, a little part of the reason, then I'll, I'll take that. You know, this is the, your your first foray into the, the political uh, forum, right? How has been your first several months on council? Uh, how, how has it been compared to what you expected uh, before you got elected? Oh, I thought I, I thought I was coming in and I was changing the world, you know? Basically, I know... That the person I am uh, as an individual, you know, I have a clear, strong mind, and and you know, I uh, have a military background, and that's 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 how my attitude was going in. You know, uh, it took me a little while to get used to the procedures, right? The procedures. Uh, a lot of people, what they don't understand with a an MCK, they, they actually think that they control everything. You know, MCK has two employees: the the council of chiefs, that's the executive director, Mo Council Gunwagi. And our political advisor. That's the only two employees that we basically control. The rest is all operations. So every unit has their own operations and we're not to interfere with that. What we are there to do is give direction. Give direction to the the, the operations team, you know, like this is what we want. Can you come up with a plan, make it happen, you know? And always from a military, I want it done as quickly as possible, you know. So that for me, that was the hardest adjustment, you know. Like uh, I brought up a, a food basket thing in, early in my thing because the, the food basket was asking for uh, requesting some help. It was a, it's totally operational thing, right? And you know, I, I'm a chief. Like <laughs> the next day in training, we had a governance training course. The next day, the, the instructor said, "As a chief, you feed your people." We're seeing a lot of problems with that now with the elder population, right? On fixed income, prices are rising. Inflation is 5.2% right now. The price of gross is going up. Gas is 156 yesterday. They're having a hard time. They're having a hard time. And as the Moa Council going to walk in, Office of the Council achieves, I, I think it's, you know, we have to do something, you know, and, and that whole generation, the baby boomer, boomer generation, a lot of them don't have pensions, right? That never, never, never came into anybody's mind. You know, even, um, you know, my generation, Generation X, well, nobody really has a pension, you know. You're looking at the tobacco industry. We got nine, 900 to 1,000 people, you know, without a pension. 
you know it's it's scary moving forward in the future and if they're asking help for now sure you know well what do we do when uh, half our community doesn't have pension you know and how do you differentiate the the, the mothers living in moldy homes and the, the the mothers with no homes and the conditions of of the old existing homes you know how do we how do we balance the allocation of resources you know do we pay pay our elders an income supplement and then we say no to the the mothers with young children you know so there's a fine line and that's what we're doing our best to to address but i think uh, the main word here and i'll, I'll take it right out of mike delil's uh, playbook is income security right i mean it was identified during this pandemic that obviously there is no income security in Gunawagi for a vast portion of our people you know so moving forward uh education is the way to go with they were doing you know i know they were thinking of doing some educational financial literacy courses you know and that that moves right into home ownership too there's a lot of education that has to be done i'm just glad that i could help one sector of the community but I, I want to move it into the, the tobacco industry. You know, we have a emerging cannabis industry coming up for dealing with all the stuff that's going on in Gunawagi, all the hurt and anger, right? I mean, it started with the Me Too Twitter movement or awakening, I, I will call it, falling into residential school, right? Then the Indian Day schools, then the rise of the 215, and then the Father Lejoie issue, you know, moving into COVID re restrictions and measures. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of anger. And it's all being brought to the surface. Yeah. I mean, and you look at the last two years, it seems like every other week there was something new that was that was traumatic, right, for the community. And basically throughout the entire pandemic, the community has been in reactionary mode rather than, you know, being able to sit back and, and, and kind of deal with some of these things, right? Yeah, so the, the last official task force meeting was Wednesday. One of the, the main things that they were mandated with was to create a wellness action team um, to deal with traumas, anxiety, depression, anger that was caused, brought on just by the pandemic itself, but also to deal with all these other issues, you know. As a Moa Council, we are dealing with the whole community as a whole, you know. I've just, I just recently left a meeting today. I'm in charge been mandated by my council uh, fellow chiefs to 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 come up with the community healing plan you know just because of my past journey and and stuff like that but i can say that it will take time but there, there's a lot of awakening you know that that we have to come to as a people there, there's a lot of denial going on right now you know and a lot of people have been affected in one way or another through one of the, the six things that i just mentioned so we're, we're trying to hold on to Florida as we speak, you know, there, there's a lot of work. We're actively working on it. And I have a, a great plan together for the healing of the community that I uh, will be uh, working on real, real soon. Um, had the initial meeting and, uh, with another fellow chief. And I knew, I knew because, you know, like this is the best person I think would be able to lead the charge, you know. And, and I told the council, I said, this is not a KSCS problem. This is a community problem. We need to have our own plan. We need to work together collaboratively with everybody in this community, both, both traditional longhouses, the, the people, and anybody that's willing to help because we do need a lot of help as a, as a community. Yeah, any, any parting words? 
Well, I just want to take the time to to thank you, Greg, for coming on here. Um, you know, it's always uh, it's always great to to be able to express some of the work that you are, you are doing for for your your community. There, there's so many ways to get it out there, but a lot of people say that they 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 don't. They, they didn't know, you know, they didn't know. And there's press releases and print and radio and one-on-ones, you know. I can't wait to have a community meeting, you know. We'll actually, we're actually pushing for it sooner rather than later. You know, it's time for our community to heal. And I hope to be part of the solution. Okay, great. Now I'll go. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Your was a Front Page Podcast. Be sure to check out our other podcasts like Your was a Profiles, Meatheads, and The Beating Table on Google and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. The views and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of Your was a and its employees.